three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Stone Mountain 64. This is the Fireside Gaming Podcast, where we talk about a ton of different things related to video games. I've been creating content for over eight years online, and I've been wanting to do a podcast forever. We now do the show every other week, and I'm excited to be back with you guys because there's been a massive amount of stuff. We talk about a lot of the stuff from my actual live streams, which I do uh, every day over on Facebook. We also talk about just general stuff that's going on, and uh, this is recorded with my supporters live. Take a lot of their questions as well as general community questions from time to time. Uh, but this is, uh, you know, for you guys. Kind of catch up on all the stuff that I've been doing and what I kind of think. Now, I do have a kind of bias for Battle Royales. I like that in general. If you've been listening to the last podcast, you know that. But, yeah, man, that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. Plus, actually, I wanted to start it with VR. This has actually been uh, something that I had really wanted to get into for a long time, but... I, I actually did receive one. Um, I had I, I, I won it or I got it at an event, and I had tried it out once. It was an Oculus, but I didn't like having to set the cameras up every time because in my office, like it looks like a pretty nice space here, and it is, but there's not that much room, and I shift stuff around so much that I had to recalibrate it and do all the stuff every single time. Well, I saw recently they came out with this uh, Rift S, which is what I most – that's what I just got – um, I wanted to try some VR streams. I had gotten some requests for it, so I said, F it, let's just try it. So I got it. Uh, it is like an all-in-one all type thing. So the speakers are built into the ear bit here. The You just leave it plugged in. But the best part was that it has cameras on it. Uh, I don't know how many cameras, but the cameras are directly on it, and that's what tracks literally everything. Uh, you don't need to set up additional cameras that track you. It just tracks the from the headset. And there is one cable on this one, but it does like all the audio, video, and everything. So that's good. It is really kind of annoying having the cable. And the controllers, they're good. I mean, it's kind of cool. You can do individual finger tracking, which I don't believe was on the last one as well. But I wanted to explore this a little bit more. So we did some streams with Beat Saber. I see why the game's so popular. It is, it, it's very, I don't know. For me, it was a really difficult game, actually. And uh, I actually was getting pretty tired doing it, too. Especially because I learned uh, that you actually get more points for the wider that your swing was. So you'd want to do these really wide swings, but that move, you move more. And in like an hour or two of streaming, I was sweating. It was, uh, it was actually pretty rough. And just... Two days ago or so, we just tried Pavlov VR. Now, I only went into the training for this, but that is legit, like, uh, shooter game. You know, you've got, you got to put the magazine in, like, everything. You know, it's you're the typical VR game that you might have seen in some videos of whatnot of, like, you know, reloading guns, frags. You got to pull the pin, throw it, and, like, go through all the motions of it. And it was crazy to actually do that. There's definitely a learning curve, and it was really janky pulling up to my actual, like, to aim down sight. But I don't know if that was because it was the specific VR device that I'm using and like it loses tracking because I get too close to my face or if it's part of the game or if it's just a struggle. Like the biggest thing for me with VR right now is that the glasses portion is so thick that you can't really like like I'll end up hitting it a few times, uh, especially, you know, trying to bring something close to my face. Uh, I also did read some people were telling me in the chat that, you know, you can get like an attachment where the gun 
you know, if you're going to hold it two-handed at the gun, it'll kind of attach to this brace, whether it's like a plastic or metal thing. You put the controllers in that so it actually feels more proper because it was really, it was really weird trying to two-hand hold like a sniper rifle. And my hands shake in general, and I'm trying to hold them out in front of me like with just doing nothing. Like I'm not supporting on anything. And it was really hard to actually snipe at it or do anything. I'm sure you can learn and get better at it, but it was really weird to try out. That being said, it was pretty cool, and I had a ton of fun doing it. And so I'm definitely going to be trying to stream it again. I think VR still has more steps to take. Uh, in terms of you know, a lot of people were asking this week about VR. We'll probably talk more about it with some of the questions that people had as well. Even in chat right now, people are talking about it before we started this up. So it's like, yeah, this is this is to me huge opportunity and something that's super cool, super fun to do. Um, but this eyepiece needs to not be so thick. The quality also actually is pretty good. I, I'm pretty impressed with how detailed it is. And like, you can't read everything perfectly in terms of text, but you can read pretty well because if you think about it, you're so, it's like, imagine your phone just being right up in your face. You're going to see pretty much every pixel on that, even though it's like a 1440 display or something. Um, I think that as well as it being wireless, being tethered with a wire is super annoying because when I spin around in a circle, like I'm just interacting in a room I need to make sure that if I spin around a circle one way, I need to spin around the same way again, so that way I untangle myself at least a little bit. And it was it, it wasn't the best, but uh, I see the potential. And that's where a game like you know Beat Saber. That's why I say it's better because you don't need to turn around anywhere. It's literally just looking forward, and it's it's on a beat. It's like Guitar Hero, which I had a ton of fun with Guitar Hero. So and. Yeah, I haven't even gotten it. I didn't even really get deep into it either. So that was that's it's pretty exciting, dude. And apparently there is like a battle royale version of a game as well, which I haven't played. What's the cost of it, Rimass? Uh this one I think was four hundred dollars. Somewhere three hundred, four hundred or so. But the next thing for VR that I saw, and I was talking about this with Aculite and some of my buddies, was the Vive Index, I believe it is called. It's going to be a grand, though, a thousand, which you still have to plug into your computer, to my knowledge. I didn't completely look into it, but this one looks super cool. I don't know if you're going to need cameras for it either. If it needs cameras, that would be a bit disappointing to me. I don't like using the cameras right now because, like I said, I don't want to set everything up. But the innovation on the controller, if you guys look up this thing, Boneworks, uh, the guys at Corridor Digital, I think... I don't know how the, exactly it's all being created, but I know I've met a couple of the guys at Corridor Digital before, and I know they're in the videos of this game called B Boneworks. So I think it's like part of their team is working on it or something. But it's basically like you've got a controller here. I'm showing it on my screen if you're watching on YouTube or uh, on Facebook here. But you're holding the controller in your hand. Now, imagine a strap going over your knuckles that's attached. That's part of this device is that it holds... It holds your hand onto the controller even if you let it go. So basically, you can have full control in terms of like, I let the controller go completely. The game will track that every index, like every finger is removed. And then as I put one finger, two fingers, flip off the camera, <laughs> whatever you want to do, like it will track each individual thing and the controller stays on. And you could even like throw it and completely let go of something like you want to throw a ball or whatever. 
and the controller still stays attached to you because it's connected over your knuckles and it can then track now again that's not perfect but it was super cool to see that and like this game that they're developing every little thing is interactable like if you pick up an axe and throw it into the wall it will properly stick into a wall if it's wood whereas it'll clink off if it's metal and like the level that things are getting to is pretty cool it's still early i think it's still very much an early adoptive thing but for the sake of my streams, it's been a ton of fun to do and check out. And I I don't think it's super accessible. Like, I think one of the things that's probably, to me, would be the coolest is there is something called the Oculus Quest, which is completely wireless. Like, you don't even... It's basically like the Rift S, but the graphics are a little less. And you don't need a computer. You don't need any... There's no cables at all. To me, that looks like a really cool thing. I didn't... I haven't tried it, so I have no idea. But I was looked up some reviews of it. And it's got me interested because then you can literally take it somewhere or just access it, play it for a few hours, no computer. Uh, has a lot of benefits. So that's why it's like, it's going in a pretty cool direction. Personally, I'm really liking it. And I know some people were talking about too in my chat the last time we talked about it was like full body things and all that whatnot and tracking and running and, and one of those things. It's a bit much for me right now, but something simple like this, we're definitely going to explore it a little bit more. And uh Especially try some of the actual shooting games on it. There's another one called Onwards that people have told me to try. Pool Shark had messaged me about it too. So I, I want to check some of those stuff out. Uh, besides VR though, there's been a ton of news. One of the big, biggest things though as of most recently as I'm recording this is Season 2 of Apex Legends, ladies and gentlemen. Finally, we're getting some details on this. You know, and it's exciting. Uh, a lot of people have been asking my thoughts on it. The biggest thing that we got to see is the map changes. To me, it looks like from all the trailer breakdowns and everything that we've done, it is mostly the central map that's being adjusted. And by the time this podcast goes out, I think season two will be out. So we will be playing more of it. I'm right now in a very hype state. I am predicting that the best part about it is going to be the ranked mode, the map changes, Watson, I think, is going to be cool. We've talked about her a bit in the past. Um, we didn't really get to see anything additional from her, so not really anything to update there. It, we did get to see there is six proper ranks for the ranked mode with Apex, Predator, or Legend, or whatever as the maximum. So to me, the reason that's going to be hopefully good is that there's going to be a way to go up, but there's also going to be a way to go down. People are. I even saw somebody in chat saying, oh, this is just copying uh realm royale and i was like what are you talking about realm royale has a rank their version of whatever the diamond is just you only go up you never went down at least from whatever i had seen so like yeah i mean like that's not that's not even close to the same the whole point of a ranked game of what we can see in a battle royale this is going to be fascinating to see how well this does it really is because like I saw Fortnite does have some type of rank system, but their rank system is for entering into the World Cup, which has been going on. That's how Dimes at least was telling me about it. And uh, this is like you're going to get a proper symbol for whatever rank you get to. Most likely the distribution I would think is like all other proper ranked systems that have that type of thing, which is more geared towards, you know, um, like Rainbow Six Siege, for example, where the curve is over silver and gold and then only a small percentage makes it to platinum, very small percentage make it to diamond. And then there's, even in this, there's going to be an upper echelon of this apex, whatever. Like, is this going to be like the top, like only 500 people in this? Or 
Um, I'm really interested to see how that goes. I, I, it can't come soon enough. The trailer was super cool. Uh, it, they did end up getting leaked, the trailers, before they came out. And the trailers are so good, there's no question that they were legit. Um, the big thing from that, though, within the trailer was the repulsor towers came down. And there's been a little laptop that we actually were looking at just yesterday over by the river south of repulsor. Um, there's like a little rock there that you can actually ping that is independent of the map you can ping a specific rock and it goes like underground it's really weird it stands out and next to that there is a laptop now that is not the same laptop that is in the trailer but speculation is that is crypto which is going to be another new character coming we don't know any of this this is all just speculation but this is what apparently people have been posting about on Reddit and social media and whatnot because they data mined it from within the game. They saw these files of a character named Crypto, and uh, that's what they're thinking. And that's what, too, like in the actual shot of the Repulsor Tower coming down in the trailer, there was this person who hit an enter key, and we only got to see the side of his face, but speculation is that's Crypto. He hit enter, he did an EMP blast that took the Repulsor Tower down, and now that's what's letting in all of the environment, uh, all the monster, all the dinosaurs, Leviathan that are coming onto the map. I think this is a cool way to implement and like update the map. Uh, but I really hope that a lot changes more than just the central bit of the map. Like to me, I think we need a bigger refresh than that. Same thing like L-Star, still the only confirmed gun change that's coming. That's only going to be from a care package drop as well. So it's not really going to affect, like I see like two Krabers in a four hour stream to, from like I'll actually get my teammates will pick the other ones up so if we're expecting to see the L star at that rare of a rate then it's going to be something that's pretty damn rare and maybe it's more would they said they're going to be switching it up so like the Kraber will come early game the Mastiff will come late game they didn't say anything about the new L star but now you're competing with all these guns so how much are we going to see that the benefit though I will say of that is they have it set so they're going to change all the other guns. Like, they're making huge shifts in the meta of the gunplay. They're adding new attachments to the guns that we don't typically use, like P2020, Mozambique, are getting an up... Uh, like, if you put the hop-up on, then it'll do more damage to the base health. Like, they're they're making a bunch of shifts that I think are going to make it more fun. So I'm really excited to see where it goes. I cannot wait for the... Like, I've been playing this game so much, even in this point of, like... You know, a lot of people have lost interest in it, which I get. You know, it, it it needs something else going to it. And so I'm excited to see what this is going to be and, and how it updates. And I'll keep you guys posted. You know, we've been checking out like VR. We've been checking out a lot of other games. The other game we played uh, a lot over the past two weeks. I mean, relatively a lot, not like a crazy amount. But we played Fallout Battle Royale, which just was announced at E3. Uh, first impression of it was not good. <laughs> it was just... So, so buggy, so broken, just as the regular game is. However, I played it again. I joined with Acolyte. We played with Tom, and, like, we got our team together for it, and we learned to deal with all the... It's just so unintuitive how it plays on PC in terms of what the controls, what the buttons are, even, like, sprinting, strafing. All feels super broken, right? And then we find... Like, we just, just deal with it, though, and came up with our own strategy workarounds for it. What's the best way to do it? Because everybody's dealing with the problems, right? So we kind of figured out how are we going to work around it and got better at the game just 
literally part of the challenge was dealing with the, the UI and like how the game played. But by doing that, it was a lot of fun, man. I actually really enjoyed it. And there was a card system where as you played, you got these perks, which were randomly like, I didn't like the way that a lot of it worked, but I will say that like, I wanted to level up and keep playing to get new perks to bring into the field with me and then go on and uh, fight people with an advantage. Like that's pretty fun. Now the long-term effect, anybody who's new to the game playing against people who already have all these good upgrades are going to get stomped on, but it was pretty fun to actually play through and like it made it so the way that you played was so different depending on the loadout that you wanted to bring. If you wanted to specialize in assault rifles, then and you end up getting a sniper rifle, then it's just like, oh, well, I'm not specialized for this. I needed to try and find a better gun. And it was like it created a unique way to play that I actually really liked. And there was a lot of actually unique uh, guns in the game, like a Tesla gun, different types of grenades that you can call in a nuke which we did successfully do. I uploaded a video on that. I think that was on my second channel, Stone Mountain Plays, but it, it was it was a unique way to play the game. I was uh I, I enjoyed it. I'm not I, I really did. And I think it helped that I was playing with a team too, like that was also trying to deal with it and learn. And the fact that the game was only squads. So the same way of Apex Legends where people just random queue and don't know what the hell they're doing, we had an advantage in that sense too because we knew what we were doing and uh <laughs> probably not the best reason for it to be good but you know it made for some really fun streams uh over the last few days so that was good uh we also uh, speaking about battle royales though we also played some ring of elysium that one was very interesting i think uh i would honestly like i feel like i'd rather play fallout though they changed ring of elysium which is this battle royale game we played a lot over the it's like always, it's been in this early state. It's actually, if you guys play PUBG Mobile, it's from the same creators. I'm pretty sure about this. Not 100% sure because it's been so long, but Tencent is the creators of um, PUBG Mobile. They, you know, helped PUBG create PUBG. They created PUBG Mobile and then they created their own version of a Battle Royale, a PC game, Ring of Elysium. And it's gone through so many iterations at this point, like four or five different maps different ways to play the game. They changed it to this new thing called Ash and I, which is as you go into games, uh, you have an eye of the storm rather than a constantly closing circle. There's an eye of the storm that moves across the map and you have to stay within. And if you're outside of it, you lose oxygen. So you have to keep your oxygen tank up. And once you run out of oxygen, you die interesting concept it's no longer based on your health you don't take damage for being outside the zone you lose oxygen you can steal other people's oxygen and stuff it's a free game but uh it kind of plays like it too it's a little clunky but the graphics are that were pretty cool I, overall it actually did run pretty well i think i was getting over 100 fps uh there's a couple quirks with it but um ultimately for me it was like I kind of rather just play something else. And the other problem was that the way that that worked is whoever was the kill leader would was in the center of the zone. Uh, or whoever was in the, excuse me, whoever was the oxygen leader, it's weird to think about oxygen, but whoever had the most oxygen in their tanks and was inside of the eye of the storm would win the game after three minutes. But they had an icon over their name, and so 
area on their map so everybody could just go attack them. Like, you're always showing on the map. You can just go attack them freely. So it really was better to just kill everybody, have the most oxygen, stay outside of the zone, and keep killing everybody. And every game almost ended with everybody dying, not the pickup from that, you know, staying alive with the most oxygen in the center of the zone. And now that could have just been a, a problem because I was playing with Acolyte and he likes to shoot and push people with me. So we just ended up pushing and killing everybody most of the time. But even games that we lost, I guess we didn't spectate till the end, so I don't really know how all of them ended. But uh, we only had two games that ended with the person getting picked up for having the most oxygen, and it was just because they were so far away on the other side, we couldn't make it over to them fast enough. But they have some cool, unique abilities in the game, too, that did make it fun, like a, a glider that would launch you up into the air, grappling hook, and, um, you know, they even had the best part about the game that I really liked, although we didn't... It was only putting us in a specific corner of the map, too. But the other thing that I really liked about it was they had a... Uh, they had this... Uh, under I don't know what it's called, but when you go into the water, a little water speeder machine that lets you dive underwater, you can actually shoot from it, too. But you could fly across the water. So if you had to cross a river or go underwater, you went super fast. And it was like... It was one of my favorite things because I hate swimming and PUBG and some of these other games it's the, it's the worst I like that blackout at least you could shoot while you were underwater but it's so frustrating to just swim for three minutes and die to the zone anyways because it's so slow I'm talking to you PUBG crossing over to uh freaking military island okay yeah mm-hmm mm-hmm um what else did we play this week we played some more now it's always a good game we got a carrot golden secret carrot in the game that was fun uh you know wielded the power of that uh ring of elysium got that uh fortnite we played fortnite for a little bit i'm trash at fortnite now pretty bad dude i ended up getting a new mouse if you guys remember me talking about that a few weeks ago uh we got a new mouse this only has two buttons on the side rather than buttons like the other one had five buttons this one has two so I'm much more limited, and I had a lot of my binds for that game on here. So I had to relearn a lot of my binds. And I I can learn it. I can get better at it. But I just haven't put the time in, and I want to. But I just haven't done it yet. I just haven't done it yet. Benjamin says, uh, so anyways, we played it for like an hour or so. And uh, it, was, it was pretty fun. But I'm just... I gotta I gotta figure a lot of stuff out. I played some WoW. Yeah, dude. We did play some WoW. At the end of one of the streams. Uh we played through the 8.2 update. We played Battle for Azeroth. And that was uh, that was fun. I really enjoyed playing through that when that came out. I really enjoyed the raid. Uh I ended up beating Gahoon from the first raid, which is the final boss from it, on heroic before we finished the uh before like the update came out i got the it's called the ahead of a cur ahead of the curve achievement on it i was proud of that and then i stopped playing it <laughs> as soon as i got it dude uh, i just went on to other games i think that might have been when apex came out too and i got distracted i i don't remember exactly but uh i never went back i really want to do the second raid that they came out with and they're coming out with a third raid and i i want to do that one too but we got to get some more gear and we got to figure that out. But I had so much fun with the first one. And like, I like the deep mechanics in it too. So, um, you know, it's a good challenge. I think we might, we might try and do that. 
Um, there was one other thing that I saw in the chat here. Played WoW. Um, there was one other thing somebody had mentioned. Ledge grabbing in PUBG. Last week we did do some customs on PUBG. I'm waiting for it to come out in full so we can get some games. And I, I didn't really have a super great content in terms of me playing for me to upload. We had some great community games. We just did that. And it, it was a ton of fun. But I really wanted to come out so we can all play it and like I can play in some regular games too. But they added ledge grabbing into the game and uh they made a couple other changes, but I think that was the most significant one that since we had last talked because they updated the Arangale map. We had talked about that. Um and I think we might do some more of that tomorrow too. Played Rocket League. We did do some Rocket League. We played a lot of games, bro. We played a lot of games. Rocket League was fun. We got up to, like, we were playing with Silvers or maybe, probably Silver. I think maybe we played one game with somebody in gold. Oh, yeah, the Desert Eagle was the other thing. We did 50v50, or no, 10-man 10, 10 squad Desert Eagle games on PUBG. That was what we were doing. That was pretty fun. It's pretty cool. Anyways, I want to get over some question and answers now. So, uh, your guys' questions and my answers. I have a couple that were pre-selected here that I'm going to go through. Um, I might, I'll try and keep an eye on chat here too, but let's get through some of the, uh, supporter questions here. Nick K. What impact do you think rank play will have on apex as a whole? My overall fear with this is that it's going to split everybody up. Uh, you know, there's going to be people playing ranked, then there's going to be people not playing ranked. So that's my biggest fear in terms of impact. I think as an overall impact though, this is going to be a major shift for, competitive scene as well as soon as Fortnite's world cup is done as well i don't know exactly when that is but uh i know the qualifiers have been going on forever so it's got to be coming to end it in the next few months or so here at some point that's pretty big i think once that changes i mean we could see a lot of people shift towards apex legends like they haven't done any competitive yet there could be an entire esports arm of this that that comes up especially if there is legit rank play just like rainbow six siege right siege is one of the biggest uh competitive games out there and it could be like that too now there's a lot of the thing that's hard with this and i've talked about this a lot too is whenever you're talking about battle royale and competitive it's kind of hard to actually be competitive because there's so much luck in it and there could be a way, though, like in the future, what if they make it so there's different rules for ranked? They come up with everybody starts with a gun and level one armor and a level one backpack. So at least it takes some of the beginning luck out of the game. And then, or, you know, maybe everybody starts with level three. Like there could be things that help take some of the luck in terms of like, oh, I had bad loot. I had whatever that helps standardize things and really help the best players show off who's the best. So I'm interested. I'm interested to see how it goes. I don't know though. That, other than that, Nick, I mean, it could go really any. It can go a lot of directions with it. Because the other thing too is like, that's the direction that PUBG went. PUBG went the route of esports when they said initially we're going to go the route of custom games, of modding the game. You're going to be able to come in, do custom mods, you make your own game around this. They said, eh, never mind. We're just going to stick with the esports thing. And to me, that really was detriment to it. Um, but you know, they there's still esports for PUBG still big too. So, who knows? 
Joey B says, uh, how is the monkey claw grip, mouse grip, you're trying to switch to working out for you? Uh, I tried it for a day or so, and it gave me the worst pain, lol. Yeah, it's, that was the thing. It got me a little tired when I was doing it. So for those of you guys who don't know, claw grip is basically you only use your fingertips on the mouse. You don't put the palm, the back of your mouse, back of your hand on the mouse. There's like an overhand grip where you just put your entire hand on it. There's kind of like a hybrid where you put the back of your hand and then your fingertips on it. That's what I mostly did. Now I've been trying to remove the back of my hand from my mouse and just use my fingertips. Um, it's been interesting. I kind of do it. I kind of switch between putting my hand on it and not because it does get tired. And I feel like this mouse is not the best for it because when I try and pick it up, like it's very flat because this mouse is also ambidextrous. So you can use either you can, if you're left-handed or right-handed, you can use it and it kind of slopes, but I would love it if it was even more. So it was easier to pick up with just my fingertips. Um, but I've been getting more used to it. And I noticed that like, if I'm doing some precision sniping, that's the whole point is that you can just use your fingertips to move like just minor increments. I haven't noticed a crazy difference with it, but, um, it is something I'm still trying to turn it, trying to improve on just for the sake of that sniping, just to get more precise with super long range sniping like that. I'm kind of considering bringing my sensitivity down a bit too, but overall my gameplay, I feel like I've been doing really good. Uh, I've been, I feel like I've been doing really good. Nathan S asks, VR's turn has been around for a long time, goes through spurts of popularity and dies off, but it never goes away. Do you think anytime VR will replace or rival standard gameplay? Potentially. If it, if it was a hundred dollars for, uh, the Oculus Quest, for example, which is currently, um, I was talking about earlier, which is like a wireless, completely easy thing. It lasts for like three hours. Maybe, but it's it's too expensive still, and uh, I don't think there's enough games on it. It's just a little clunky. It's all a little clunky still, and to the points of earlier, like when they get it to a point where it's really good graphics, really good, really light, smaller lenses, more tracking. Like it, it'll. I think it'll get to a point, but I still don't think it's there. I feel like it, personally, I feel like it's still an early man's game. And it's uh, it's not there yet, personally. Mike C, I've been curious about how one gets the ability to have supporters. I've been in beta, but don't have uh to meet certain. Do you have to meet certain criteria in order to have it enabled for your page? Also, where do you get that sweet sweet FBGG merch? The only place I've got it was from attending events. Um. You know, I want them to send me some of the stuff from when I didn't go to some events. They even, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been cool in terms of supporters. It's all so early right now. They don't even have any required, like there's no system for it. The best thing I can say is just keep growing your channel, keep growing your audience and who's interested in it. And, uh, you know, it, it's not something that like, once you get supporters, you, you're going to gain a bunch of them either. You know, you can always just create a Patreon if you wanted to. That's how I started uh, to do it initially after I had canceled Twitch subscribers, for example. Um, but it really just depends. I say just keep building your community as much as you can. Keep trying to stand out as much as you can on the platform and it'll come eventually. It's so early testing. And that's the weird thing. Like this is one year old Facebook gaming. Like I've been doing it for 
even longer than that, but Facebook gaming, like even having a, a logo or more team behind it is literally just one year old as we're recording this. This is their one year birthday. So versus like, you know, if you look at Twitch or something, they have a very well fledged out thing because it's been five years. So it's, I think it's coming, but, um, they're just testing it right now. You know, Mike S says, uh, if you could make your own BR game, what features would it have and why, what style of game would you have? Borderlands, Halo, Fortnite, Apex. Hmm. If I could make my own game, I probably wouldn't. I feel like there's too much too much backlash for making games. <laughs> uh, but I don't know, man. I, I've been asked that question a lot. I think, to me, I, what I would have said a year ago was basically Apex Legends. That's what I've been saying forever is, like, I wish there was a Battle Royale game that had a class-based system. Like, I loved Overwatch, and that came out. And so that's why it's that's why I've been playing it so much. I just it's it's exactly what I really like to play, and I've been just enjoying the hell out of it. Um, it's fast paced. It's it's sliding. It's mobile. It's based on accuracy. There's no bloom going out. Like literally, it hit so many of the things on the head of what I wanted. I just want more from it in terms of custom modes, custom games. There's so many different things that they can do with it in a game that like. This is what this is the type of game that I like. That it's it's great. If Halo came out with Battle Royale, I'd definitely play that too. I love Halo. In the past, I played a lot of Halo one, two, three, a little bit four, not as much. Didn't play five. I didn't like that one. But yeah, Chance V also asks, uh, "What was your original dream job, or was streaming what you always wanted to do?" I was working towards a career in. Uh, in finance and investing i had no idea what i really wanted to do um i went to college and i was doing uh, i did a degree in economics so i got a i studied business and economics i got a degree in economics and um i was just doing all this stuff on the side but i was like mostly going for that and so but i was really interested in uh, investing in money management and so that was what i got a career i started and i was working two years in uh for a company doing that and it was good but um you know this was uh this was a little more a little bit more up my alley in terms of passion i will say it's a little easier for me to do this in terms of me wanting to spend time and, and work on it all you know uh but no i mean this was not when I when I first saw this, it was 2011, 2010 maybe was the first time I saw people creating content online. People got to like 100,000 subscribers on YouTube and it was like, oh, damn. And I was probably like a few months in and I saw this one dude who like got this insane house. And I was like, holy crap, look at this guy. This is insane. This is actually a thing. Like people are actually doing this. Um, And now it's like, it's so much now there's so many stories that more people are like oh yeah that makes sense that's a thing but if you looked at it even then it was like even even myself doing it was like this this is this isn't a thing this is just like this is just this could never be a thing i don't know it was just it's crazy dude um but yeah richie a said recently re-listened to your podcast on spotify one of your first podcasts of the year, you said you'd set yourself some goals regarding your positive outlook and your content creation. 
Now you're at the halfway point of the year. Do you feel you've achieved those goals or have they all changed at all? Some things I've not achieved for sure. Uh, one of those things is my design for my content. I, I, I've been trying to update and update some designs. I was working with somebody and it kind of fell through and there's, there's a lot of stuff that I just, you know, it's kind of, it takes a lot to put together, honestly. And I talked about this semi recently too, was like, I put all that stuff in place, but then (laughs) I mean, like how much. I, I don't do a good job of keeping myself accountable on it in terms of the uh, I, I kind of set myself a goal and I go towards it. I didn't set super, super specific tight goals on it, which I should do. And maybe I'll do that next year. So that's one of the areas I've really failed at uh, with that. But I've made some upgrades to it. The hardest part of it was at the beginning of the year, Facebook didn't even have a way to do the uh, to do support or alerts star alerts those were not a thing six months ago now they are so now i've started to incorporate some stuff and i'm making progress on it so by the end of the year i will have that goal complete that's the good news but i'm not where i want to be with it yet Uh, a lot of my energy has been going into pipeline of course Uh, that is my uh, new company that i had started with my partner which is for streamers it's a place to learn uh, build and it's, it's really designed for streamers. So I do some weekly content for that. I'm working on putting together, uh, a whole bunch of stuff within, within that in terms of content. And so that's been a big project. So in that side of things, in terms of like working on helping streamers, I think I've been doing great on that. So there's certain areas that I've been doing good on in terms of positive outlook. I think I've been doing great on that too. Like I've really cut out a lot of the stuff in my life, that was just like, uh, you know, not, I mean, I guess it's my life, but like on social media of stuff, that's just like, I don't even want to deal with it. It brings me down. Like I don't, I, it's just, I'm trying to focus on more, more of those things. And that's been really, really good as well. So there's certain areas where I'm definitely doing good halfway through the year, but there's definitely stuff that I'm still working to improve on. Uh, the podcast as well. I had initially set out, I wanted to do three every month. I've toned that down to two every month. Um, I think that's a better fit. So I'm honestly still really happy with that. I feel like this is still going super well. But, um, you know, I want to figure out other ways that I can benefit my supporters and, like, uh, make that something that's really cool and fun to do too. So, you know, it's always it's always figuring stuff out, man. But I feel like overall I've been doing a pretty good job. Content-wise, everything's been going incredible. We did, uh, like, I've got a some editors that are helping me with things now. And I've changed up some of those teams and that's been going really good. Um, you know, I've been doing way more content than I ever have before, which is great. And I'm still trying to still trying to make more improvements on that, but you know, it's been going pretty good, man. It's been going pretty good. Tyler B said, uh, what's your take on the new PUBG game that's been announced, uh, being announced, introducing striking distance, a new PUBG studio headed by Glenn Schofield. Now, I did see this. He gave a one-minute speech. This is uh, Glenn here talking. To that have just joined PUBG Corporation as CEO of a new independent game studio called Striking Distance. Yeah, so this is a new independent studio that's going to be working on, and he says it here, 
working together to build the studio from the ground up so we can begin crafting an original narrative experience in the PUBG universe. PUBG universe narrative experience. Most likely something more story-based, maybe a campaign. I saw a lot of speculation online of people also saying maybe this is going to be a survival game like Scum going down that road. Who knows? Seems very positive. Something for me that I always hate about the PUBG updates is they're not in English, and uh, I just don't like... Uh, so I'm happy this is going to be... I think they said they're based in Santa Monica. Like, this is going to be uh, focused for North America. Folks for... I mean, I don't know. Just uh, maybe. That's my assumption, at least. Like, it seems like it's going to be... I've had this a guy lot of opportunities over. to make some remarkable games throughout my career. At Visceral Games, we created the third-person survival horror shooter, Dead Space. When I co-founded Sledgehammer Games, we got to work on the industry-defining Call of Duty franchise. Yeah. After a lot of hard work and good times. So, I mean, he's got a lot of experience. I, I think it could be something that's good for um, PUBG in general. Most likely, though, it seems like it's going to be a separate game. So, definitely keep an eye out. But they said they're just building their team. That seems like it's a long way out before anything happens on that. We will see. We will see. Tyler VK said the World Health Organization recently added gaming disorder to its disease list, identifying essentially as behavior that places gaming over other basic needs for over 12 months. How do you think streaming content creation fits into this puzzle and is an outlet for people who are heavy into games, or is it a risk factor? Interesting. Um, I think I talked about this before, but I don't remember if I did or not. So we'll just talk about it again. Inspired by your commitment, uh, this is the rest of the posts. Going to the gym, drinking a lot of water, standing while gaming, etc. Uh, are you doing that partly to make sure you keep yourself health healthy in a content creation and gaming lifestyle? Yeah, I mean, I got to keep myself balanced. That's that's the thing. It's like that in anything, man. But I can say. Uh, in terms of content creation and stuff, for me, when I started creating it, it just was like, hey, I was playing games for this many hours a day, and I really enjoyed it, but I ended up taking, I mean, ultimately all of it away. So it wasn't me and anymore just like playing games for fun, but instead it was 100% committed to creating content around games. And to me, I had, I had just as much fun doing that, uh, but it was a lot of work too. I mean, that I you could definitely put that in the same category. It took away a lot of my sleep. It took a lot of a, a lot of. I would forget to eat all the time. I still do. Uh, I think that's part of it. But I feel like that. I don't know. I don't know exactly what that is. Maybe that's a a thing. I personally like. Um, you can do that with anything. You can do that with anything. To me, that's an indicator of somebody really passionate about something and. You know, it's really, you got to focus on what you're doing too. Like you, you need to, it's, it sucks to deal with, you know, taking out the trash, eating healthy and doing all those, going to the gym. Like it sucks, but doing that is like also beneficial. So I try and balance that and I'm not great at it, dude. I really like, I, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, but like I have, I've not always been great at it. And like, you know, definitely social, uh, life and those types of things suffer because uh, I spend so much time on it. But I think that's part of, I don't know, at least in terms of the content creation side, that was really just my entrepreneurial self coming out, right? Is like I was working, and I think anybody who works on their own business and is an entrepreneur in any field, not just content creation, but anything could probably attest to, it takes a lot of your, uh, a lot away from exercise, sleep. It takes a lot away from all of those things as well. So I don't know. I feel like a lot of it too is just 
people don't understand gaming um, to the extent of what uh, it is for a lot of people. Like people are fine with people watching uh, Sports Center for five hours a night and doing nothing, but or you know the news and just listening to articles like this and just doing nothing. But is that as much of an issue? Well, no, because that's what they grew up with, and that's what's just super common, and that's what everybody does, and that's just part of it. But gaming is just as much, I'm noticing at least, it's just as much as part of the culture now as it, is, as it has ever been. Like, I go out, I when I go to the bank, when I go to anywhere, almost everybody has some, I because I'll tell people what I do sometimes, and almost everybody that I talk to has at least some type of, game that they played or their kids played or something that is a connection it is part of our society as much as anything else as movies as tv shows as anything and like in terms of business like i've made a i have a bunch of great relationships in business too of like i've met people that also play this game even co-workers at my previous job also played a bunch of games and like that was something we can relate with and something we could talk about uh it's just like a movie or whatever else it is or the news or whatever. So I don't know, but there's definitely a risk with anything in terms of overdoing it and, you know, keeping yourself balanced on things. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of went off a little there. I don't even, uh, I don't know if that was coherent, but I think it, I think it was, I, it's kind of weird when I do the podcast by myself cause I just kind of keep talking too. So, you know, it's fun. Um, any summer slash holiday plans, Get some downtime with a wife and bear. Not right now. Um, mostly just chugging ahead, you know, keeping up with everything. We do occasional some weekend stuff, but uh, I am going to be gone. I'm going on a business trip next week, and I think I'm going to be doing another little event thing after that. So I get away a little bit, but not so much in the terms of the ways that I would love to get away uh, and do a holiday or something like that, but maybe. Maybe we'll do something in the future. That's a wrap for the podcast, though, guys. That was everything I wanted to talk about. I want to keep it a little shorter today, too. Got oh, 46 minutes in, and I still, I'm still doing my live stream today. Of course, we're keeping up with that. So some exciting stuff happening with Season 2 next week. We're going to be playing that, getting into ranked, some cool events that I'll be going to and talking more about in the future, too. Can't get into that so much right now. Uh, a lot of fun stuff going on in terms of the games that we're playing, but yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did enjoy listening to the podcast, make sure you give it a rating over on the iTunes. Uh, if you want to give it a reaction over on the YouTube that it's supposed to do. But I try and put it out everywhere for you guys. It's on Spotify as well and a bunch of places. Um, keep it t- tuned in on all my platforms and whatnot. And I'll see you guys soon. That's for this one. Stumbass64. Over and out. <laughs>